That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everyone, welcome back. We are sitting in Nashville in our pajamas, in a hotel bed, classic Sarah move. But I'm really excited for today's guest because she's somebody who, I'm not even kidding, I heard her voice on another podcast. I think it was Caitlin Bristow's Off the Vine. I heard her talking. She was so funny and she was so relatable. Not really relatable. The things she was talking about, I've never done in my life. But I was just, I fell in love. Like I can't express that to you enough. And I like sought her out immediately on Instagram and started following her and she followed me back. And we just like bloomed into this little friendship. So please welcome Elena Davies. Put your hands together, everybody. (laughs) Unless you're driving. (laughs) Because safety first. Pants on the wheel. I do want a warm welcome. <laughs> oh, gosh. But no, I'm so excited to be here. This is yeah. this is big for me. I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped too. But also really nervous. <laughs> I know, you're so funny. Like, what are we going to talk about? What I'm like, I don't know. And the thing is, like, I feel like sometimes we feel like we have to have such profound conversations on this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that ours won't be. But I also just think that you're somebody that I want people to get to know. And I literally felt so much life breathe into me that day when I heard you on a podcast and you were so funny and so charming and following you just like fed into that more and more. Like you're in my daily entertainment. I feel like sometimes we just need moments like that, but kind of like for those of you who, who maybe didn't watch and follow our Nashville stories, she's the girl who can like dance her tits. (laughs) Like she can twerk her titties. Oh my gosh, it's titty twerking. It's titty twerking. Anyways, that's a talent that she has. But regardless, I want you to, if you haven't followed that along, I want you to kind of get to know her now. And she's got a kind of, wow, I'm already out of words. She's kind of got a cool story. Elena, tell us your cool story. Who the hell are you anyways? I don't know, man. I was hoping you knew. We're, we're finding ourselves today. I am. I've been finding myself a lot with you, so which is beautiful. Honestly, the compliment that you just gave me is so huge to me because, because it makes me feel like validated in what my purpose is online. And my story, I hate to say it, is pretty interesting. I've honestly, I've always wanted to be in entertainment. I felt like such a calling to it and a passion, but I'm, I've been a bit realistic minded. Some people call it negative. 
but I don't like that. No, it's like what it, my mom always calls it. Like she's a realist. Like, yeah, you can be dreamy, but you could also be a realist. Yeah, about have things. a backup plan or two. Yeah. So I don't have one of those, but yeah, it's probably good. <laughs> well, I don't need more. So oh, okay. <laughs> we're in it now. But uh, 10 years ago I did. And um, honestly, I went through a really terrible breakup. And I noticed that this one radio show that I'd listened to my whole life, that it was kind of like my escape every morning and made me laugh. And it was some of the only times that I was laughing and smiling throughout my day that I wasn't consumed with grief and loss and heartbreak and fear for the future. So I leaned in to that show and they noticed me. Essentially, that's how I got a job on one of the biggest morning shows. How did they notice you? Was it from Twitter? Twitter. Yeah. The host of the show, Kid Craddock, thought I was goofy or funny or something on Twitter and just kind of connected with me there. And little did I know, I just thought that was cool. But as it turns out, he was kind of, I think, preparing a place for me there maybe. Mm. So I've heard. And he ended up passing suddenly and I never got to meet him in real life, which is sad. But it did open a door at that show for me. And I got into entertainment in the way I always wanted, which was radio. I ended up starting a podcast with his daughter who became one of my best friends and then got an opportunity to go on CBS Big Brother season 19. So this is back in 2017 now. And that helped continue to launch my career into the world of influencing and having my own podcast again, the miscellaneous podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, rate, review, subscribe, download, five stars, all the things, if you don't mind. (laughs) Just a little shameless plug. And I've just felt like taking Instagram and doing it a bit different. I've wanted to like normalize being normal. I want to be honest and true, Mm -hmm. truthful, like just be myself, good days, bad days. But more than anything, I want to be the person that Kid Craddock was for me to as many people as I can, to every person in the world if I can. Everyone has bad days. Everyone has mediocre moments. And people are hopeless when they don't even understand it. And sometimes it's as silly as just you drop your coffee and you stub your toe. And it's just a series of tiny, unfortunate events. But I want to make you laugh after that. And if it's your mom's in the hospital or you just got dumped yourself and you're struggling to figure out if you'll even survive that, I want to make you laugh. So that's, that's. Well, you're damn good at it. Thank like you. I you try really, so hard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I really try so hard. <laughs> every time, every time she does something hilarious on social, and I'll write her a little message. And I'll be like, "Girl, that was genius." And you're just like, "I, I really tried hard on that one." So like, thank you, thank you. Like, <laughs> like I really like. Is it funny? Like, I really want to be funny. Yeah, like, I, I, I need the validation. <laughs> you're so quick witted. You're so hilarious. But you do have this, and I gotta say this because if you got, I've been spending a few days with her, and I've never met her in real life, and now we're like literally sharing beds. That kind of just how it works when you really create true bonds over something like a medium of social media. When it's like real and true, it can be really magical. But when we were hanging out, I got to like witness so many fans come up to this girl and just be like, oh my gosh, are you Elena from Big Brother? And like giving her hugs and all this stuff. But like she genuinely takes time for these people. You can tell like there is such a divide. I've met enough people in this space at this point. This is not like a shame thing at all, but I've met enough people that you can tell where their heart is and your heart is with your people. Like you can tell that you show up in your silliness and in your rawness and in your realness. And and that's not to say you haven't shared some really vulnerable, sad, sad days, but it's that we see you get to come through it. We get to see the laughter. We get to see the sunshine through those storm clouds. Mm -hmm. But watching you with your fans was probably one of the most magical things I've ever experienced 
No, because I, I don't think a lot of people recognize that their celebrity or who they are or their platforms exist because of the people behind yeah. them. And you seem to get that. Like, how is how has it been for you connecting with like this world and, and bringing them happiness? Like, do you really love it? Yeah, I do. And, and not to say that there isn't aspects that can be emotionally draining. Like we even spoke about this this morning when people do sure. connect with you, they want you know, they lean in on you, which is my purpose. Like I want that, but it can, it does have its, its difficult moments, but more than anything, I feel so fulfilled in it. And I honestly have so much fun. Like I talk about my followers as my friends, like they're my, I have 290,000 friends online. And that's so cool to me. Yeah. And when one meets me in real life and I get to chat with them and it takes two minutes out of my day to make them feel so special and like me express how much I love getting to know them in that moment. And then they leave feeling uplifted. That was the easiest thing for me to do to make someone stay. Yeah. And they'll carry that. Like you you only- They've invested hours in you. If you think about it, like potentially years, they've been following and investing and hearing your message. And and you can really tell that you you genuinely loved that connect. And Mm -hmm. it was like, we were even out at the bar the one night and she just like brought a fan like into our group. And like, we just had drinks together and stuff. And it just, it was really good. And I, you can see that you neutralize the situation so quickly. Like even when someone was like fangirling over you, you were so quick to like neutralize it in like two humans, two friends, like having a chat. Like you definitely- Two people who poop and look at their own poop on a t- Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys, we had this conversation. <laughs> I was, I don't know why I was thinking about it. We were just talking a lot about I don't like know, but bowel it kind movements. Of blew my mind. And I was like, do you ever think about the fact that when you poop and you wipe your butt, all of us look at the poop on the paper to see if we have to wipe again. Yeah, it's the only way we know if we're clean. the only way to know if we're clean. And then you realize that every single day, we're all looking at our poop. Yeah. That's yeah, just well, if we're lucky, life. some days I go a couple of days without a BM and it's a that problem. That sucks. And every once in a while, there's that magical moment that happens where you wipe and you look at the paper and there's nothing on it because it was the cleanest poop of your Dude, life. I feel like such a success story. I'm like, look oh, at me now. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I have risen. I have risen. And then there's like the unfortunate ones where you're like, oh God, I wasn't like, expecting that. I'll be here that. for like 20, 30, 45 minutes. <laughs> the toilet paper. <laughs> Gotta get in a shower <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> We've all been there, guys. Oh, goodness. But yeah, that's what I want. I want people to see me as like a human. And coming from TV, I think it's people place you as a celebrity more than if I was a fashion blogger and like built my following up. And because they see me on like a network television that, and then you associate that with fame, yeah. but essentially I'm famous for nothing. <laughs> and I no. can recognize that. I mean, in a sense of, I know I got there because I'm talented because, yeah. in some ways and, yeah. and because I, I've worked really hard. I know there's a lot of driving forces from my own person to get me where I am and where I will go. But I want people to connect with me. And two things I want people to feel on my page is like, humor and relatability. Mm, mm-hmm. Like this girl has good days. This girl has bad days. She shares both of them. Yes. She laughs through both of them. Sometimes, yes. sometimes she cries on those and just like, just like everyone else. Yeah. And that's something that you've really grown through. Cause we were talking about this last night. We were watching the bachelor. We were doing a recap podcast for off the vine grape therapy. And one thing that you brought up was like how much they were playing into somebody showing their emotions. And you were the only one that could really, well, I guess Caitlin could as well, but you were the only one that could really speak into the fact that you were like, I was so scared to show emotion. Mm -hmm. Like, how did that feel being on the Big Brother house? And now like 
you're seeing value and like, it's okay to have emotion. But like at that time, and I know you said like a lot of people looked at you and thought you were cold because Mm -hmm. you were so scared to show emotion. Was there something that caused that for you? Or was it just knowing cameras are on you that they're going to edit in a certain way? It was all of that. Like I was definitely fearful of giving up my rights of how I'd be portrayed, Mm. you know? But I also felt like, on Big Brother, if you're unfamiliar, it's kind of the anomaly of reality television. It airs live. So no, it's not like I film and I come back and watch it with the rest of America. Sure, yes. And there's also an element of live feed. So people can see and watch and experience all day, unedited, intimate moments, funny moments, sad moments, you know, these conversations that aren't even related to the game and the show because we're just people living and sharing the experience together. And... I think there's such a, you know, the, the societal pressures around women and saying we're too emotional and we're too this. And, you know, our periods affect our mental state and we're not capable of certain things. And I, I am a really strong-willed woman. I am a big personality. I come off as abrasive, but I've put like value in that because I felt like I've had to my whole life being mm. really defenseless in a bunch of situations. I felt like I'm my only defender. So I need to assert myself that way and not let anyone mistreat me or take advantage of me. Like that's happened in the past. And I was afraid to go on the show and express any kind of emotion, which I experienced so much of it. And it was really hard for me. I was the only person on my season that didn't cry. We filmed for about a hundred days and it's a lot of emotions up and down. And I would not let myself cry anywhere because nowhere was safe. You go in the diary room, which could be an element of, okay, I'm going to have a private conversation here, but that's not guaranteed. You go into a bathroom if you cry in the bathroom, they will turn the camera on. Oh my gosh. So I was terrified to show emotion and let that be viewed as weakness. I thought it was weakness at the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And I viewed my emotions as something really sacred. Like if I'm expressing emotion to you, like that's privilege. I'm sitting down and I'm sharing my most intimate feelings with a person. I'm not just going to give that to everyone. Mm. So it, it was really challenging for me. And it ended up I think being a downfall for me in a way because people couldn't humanize me. They didn't see that I was experiencing these feelings because I hid them and they couldn't connect with me there. And it's taken a lot of work on my end and inspiration from people like you Mm. online and a few others to show me like accepting your feelings, feeling your feelings, Mm -hmm. figuring out how to communicate your feelings is actually so strong. And I feel really empowered and proud of myself when I'm able to express emotion now, which is ridiculous because I'm 29 years old and I feel like I should have navigated this portion of my life already, but here we are still growing. All right, friends, we're going to take a quick pause to talk about today's sponsor, which is Biosans Squalane and Lactic Acid Resurfacing Night Serum. And I got to say, I've been using this product for the last week because apparently it only takes seven days to start seeing results. Some people see them in as little as one night. So I was a little hesitant at first to believe that. So I went to being my sneaky self and went on to Sephora.com to read the reviews first. And I was blown away at how many five stars this was getting. The pictures, the reviews, what everyone was saying was basically hailing this product as a complete transformative skin treatment. This is known as your skin's dusk to dawn transformation. So I'm going to just preface that by saying this is known for being a gentle resurfacing treatment that helps you get the most out of your sleep by revealing a more luminous skin by morning. It's recommended that you test this product for seven to 14 nights in a row before you speak to the results you've noticed. While I notice them within a day, many notice them within a week, some notice them within two, 
All I can say is I definitely noticed a difference. But let's talk about those ingredients. First of all, that vegan lactic acid. Lactic acid is a true superhero. This gently powerful alpha hydroxy acid, also known as an AHA, boosts cell turnover and exfoliates skin to reveal dramatic changes. Then there's clover. Clover boosts that lactic exfoliating benefits by revving up cell turnover. It helps reset and renew the skin after each day's dose of UV rays, blue light, and pollution. Then there's squalane. Squalane is the secret agent that makes this formula extra hydrating and deeply penetrating. It locks in long-lasting moisture and protects against any dryness that sometimes can come with using AHAs. It's really easy to use. First, you cleanse your skin, do an eye treatment if you're using that, put on the Biosans lactic acid serum, then your moisturizer and any oils you might use. After just coming home from a vacation, my skin was truly struggling. And within that first day, I noticed quite the results of seeing just a difference that I could tangibly notice like that, that brightness, that glow, it was taking away a lot of that dullness that I felt after transitioning from a warm climate into a cold one. Again, go on over to sephora.com and you're going to shop Biosan. So to spell that, that's B-I-O-S-S-A-N-C-E at sephora.com. And once again, the name is Biosans Squalane and Lactic Acid Resurfacing Night Serum. Go check it out at sephora.com. And now we'll go back to the show. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes. Join me every Monday for a new episode of my podcast, Recovering From Reality. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, I'm here to deliver intimate conversations and expert insights to empower you on the road towards authentic wellness. So are you ready to recover from reality? for those of you that don't know, like she came out with a relationship Mm -hmm. after the show and like through the show and then after the show and then had to endure everyone kind of rooting for you as a couple and stopping humanizing you as an individual, which happens so often, you know, as much as I joke about like the Jen and Brad thing, like there is part of us that we couple people so much that we actually start to value the couple more than we value them as individual humans. One million percent, even to the the fact that I was no longer Elena and Mark was no longer Mark. We were Marlena. Yeah, Marlena. As a couple. And that's challenging in itself too. And that's, I would say that's a huge like divot in my story too of going through a public relationship coming off the show and then going through a public heartbreak. Yeah, and, and, and then doing that on, you went on to a second reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, terrible. Don't recommend it, but thank you for the closing costs of my house, MTV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can, fi- you can find something good in it if you look hard enough. But yeah, going through public, well, even after the show, it, it was hard for me being public because I wasn't human. I was stone cold. I was yeah. a bitch. I was the ice queen. I didn't deserve love. And mm-hmm. I heard it all the time. Not only did I not deserve love from Mark, which was just, that was everybody's opinion. It felt like, you know, overwhelming Mm. to me. I just didn't deserve love. Like I wasn't, I was too mean. I was not soft enough for it. And I'm like, wow, isn't it funny that like, no matter what, what you do, you just get, if had I been emotional, you know, I would have been shamed for it. And then being not emotional enough, I'm shamed for it. And that's, that's TV and just the internet life in general, I guess. And then the public breakup though has been pretty terrible and still, I don't know, is over and it's been a year. It's been a year. And like, that was one of the bigger points that like you and I connected Mm -hmm. was just like this, 
And I think potentially what made us realize that, you know, it wasn't just this like weird little, hey, I like your photos on Instagram. We had some really real talks around Mm -hmm. your relationship and going through that. And I shared a lot about like what it was like going through my, like mine was less public, obviously, but still was a huge identifying factor for me. And it's really hard. I think when we're grieving relationship and moving on, it's, it's not just the grief of the relationship itself being gone. It's the grief of the identifiable factors and what we felt we did have validation and worth in, regardless of if we want to like claim that or not. I really liked being like this picture perfect family, yeah. even if it wasn't reality. I liked that we sent out these perfect Christmas card photos and I had this like, oh, I've been married since I was 19. And like, I've been married for 11 years. Like there was all these things that became part of like my narrative. And I feel like the same kind of thing happened for you where like people were rooting for you guys and it became like such a thing. And then when your breakup happened, it forced all of it to the surface yeah. and forced both of you into public conversation about it. And you went through probably one of the hardest, and, and I'm so glad that you were open about this because like the true mental health side of having a mm-hmm. public relationship go down and you were so vulnerable about it and you had the whole like reality show going on about it too but your family showed up for you you mm-hmm. were you stayed with your mom like there was a lot of things that for a lot of people would have been like a really a really hard experience to share mm-hmm. and it it really humanized you and it's so funny for me to like sit here and listen that people felt you were like an ice queen because you're just like this bubbly little Dude, sunshine. I, like, my name means radiant one. And I've always like been, I want to light people up. Like I want yes. you to, I want you to come to me and leave feeling warm. Like I've always wanted that. And I feel like I embody it. I, I do, but you know, network television and all their producers and yeah. fancy buttons and, and all of a sudden I, I and and I say that by also saying I didn't watch my show back I was gonna ask if you watched it back because it wouldn't be live so you, would you do that would you yeah, choose it I've seen episodes I've seen a lot of clips seen a lot of gifts yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of gifts that's my favorite part I'm like thank god I went on that show because now I can send gifts to people of myself of, of yourself she did it this morning of like her tired zombie walk and like our group <laughs> chat about how tired we are this morning yeah, I feel like mine really hits, you yeah. know, because it's me. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's just so many emotions. And even going back to like the validation you were saying you needed, mm. like there were so many people that were rooting for me and Mark. There were also so many people that were rooting against us. And that made me feel so weird because in order to prove people right and some people wrong, a lot of, a, not a lot, but definitely a portion of my feelings around it was I didn't want to lose Mark because it killed me and I love him more than anything. And we have this connection and he's so important to me. All the things that are right that you should yeah. feel in a breakup. Yeah. But I noticed recently that there is a small portion of me that feels like I have to prove, I have to, I can't let people down that were rooting for us Yeah, because they're so invested in us. I don't yeah. want to let them down. But I also want to like, prove the other people wrong. Like, no, I do deserve love. Like I am wonderful to him. Like he would, he would choose me because why would he choose me if I was bad? And it's like me seeking validation in a weird way that I can't even fully understand because I think I just stepped into the, the realization of it recently. And it's just a lot to process. And then, yeah, going through mental health struggles and having to, having to lean in when I wasn't sure where to lean. And yeah, than not being certain what I should share because it's someone else's story as well. Yeah, but you said like your top episode in your podcast was what? Your breakup. My breakup episode. And I know a lot of that is because people are just like Curious. nosy, you know? Yeah. But 
the fact that I, it was really hard. I can't listen to it. I, part of me is embarrassed by it just because it happened like, mm. I, w- I was so raw in emotion there that mm-hmm. like my voice shakes and I'm tearful and it's like, it's uncomfortable to listen back. But the number of DMs I get still to this day of like, I just listened to this episode and I needed it more than anything. And mm. it helped me in this, this, this way. It's like, okay, I did the right thing. I was able to bless someone by just being honest. I didn't do anything. I was just honest. Yeah. And that makes it worth it. Yeah. And how do you like podcasting? Oh, it's everything. I love, love it. it. Yeah. You were love the sound born, of my own voice. <laughs> you were born for it. It was, it's so funny because again, like I heard you on a podcast. Do you know what the story it was that made me fall in love with you? Oh, I know. It was my you, feet. Your feet. Can you tell us? I need you to, <laughs> I need you to repeat this. A little bit. <laughs> I can. Um. <laughs> so, damn, like, buckle up. Buckle up, everyone. I do sell pictures of my feet online. <laughs> because sometimes you just need a little supplemental income. Oh <laughs> sometimes God. you get a flat tire and you're like, well, how am I going to pay to fix this? Hey. And I'm going to let you know that Fred on Twitter will help you pay for it <laughs> because he will buy pictures of your toes spread apart. <laughs> That is so For $75 weird. a pop. <laughs> Have you sold your socks or shoes as well? I've heard that's also a thing. I've sold my socks. I don't love that as much because it's harder. <laughs> you have to go to the mailbox. Yeah, and like, ugh. I don't even know that I've actually successfully on my own sent a package or any kind of parcel in the mail, which is embarrassing. But thanks, mom, for all that you do for me. Um, I'm a God big- God bless moms. I love you, Eugenia. But yeah, I, I have sold some socks. It's just weird because the guys really want me to wear them for like six days straight. I've gotten like threats, threats. Oh, Steve, what were you thinking? Threats because my socks were not stinky enough. What? Yes, he should so mad. They should take my socks. My husband's largest complaint is the scent of my feet. I used to be so embarrassed about my feet being so stinky. And now I'm like, I just have to announce it to people. I'm like, listen, I'm feet taking smell. my shoes off. I have stinky feet. I have nothing else to say. I'm like, <laughs> You know, and honestly, I think that I you have like a really lucrative career ahead of you. Yeah. Now that now that we're who knows? Now that we're stepping into this. I'm a little patch. I'm a little weird. I just don't want to think about like what happens with the photos and what happens I know. with the socks. You That's have where to I like stop I thinking to, about it. I have to have a mental block like up there. There's a wall that has been built. For I think that what purpose. helps me is that I am naive enough to not really know what they do with it. And mm. so I'm like, sure, I could spend some time doing research, but what would that do for me? Maybe they just have that like toenail painting app where you upload a photo and they like to paint. Toenails. Maybe that's what we're gonna decide. Maybe, maybe that's they're using it for art in their place. Maybe it's like just a really eclectic kind of style. Hey, how are we to judge art? Your toes are beautiful. I have like an, a nine point five on Wiki Feet, so I'm doing. <laughs> so this career Stop was like it. handed to me because if you go on reality television, some of our friends online that watch will grab screenshots of the show where there's any kind of you know. Oh, this happened to my friend Roxy. Yeah, they'll yeah. Do- just gra- was your friend Roxy on a show? Yeah, she was on Real Housewives. Yes. So they'll just like say we're being filmed right now. My feet are sitting here attached to my body all the time. So it's going to be <laughs> just hanging out on the TV at some points. And, you know, I can't wear shoes in bed. So that makes sense. And they'll just grab them. There's a website. They upload like reality television, I guess all celebrities in general. Do they do them for men's feet as well? I don't actually know, but I will say that we should start a, a men's feet collection just to balance it out a little bit. Yeah, because like, representation matters and like we should all have an equal opportunity at making yeah, yeah. an income in this in this part of the the internet <sighs> um I, but guys did ask me for pictures of mark's feet or his socks whenever we were together interesting and i was like 
Yeah, he leaves those all over the house. So sure thing. <laughs> yeah, it's better and better than picking them up. I would love to do that. Just start yeah. putting them in a mailbag and be like, bye. Yeah, that James should be like your punishment. Socks, though. Like he loves socks. Like he buys like the really fancy Does kind he love, and he like, gets so excited. Socks? Yeah, he yeah. loves a good sock. I, I don't, do. it's I just, that. it's such a thing for him. Once again, this episode is brought to you by our friends at High Smile. Like I mentioned in last week's episode, even if High Smile wasn't my sponsor, I can tell you right now that their new and improved teeth whitening kit is an absolute must in any beauty routine. Having had negative experiences with teeth whitening brands in the past, I was shocked at how pleasant High Smile was. Pain-free teeth whitening wasn't something I thought possible until trying out their new gel formula. And if you don't want to spend hundreds of dollars at the dentist to whiten your teeth, then their at-home alternative that doesn't cause any pain or sensitivity sensitivity is the perfect addition to any beauty routine. Just to sweeten the deal a little more, they're offering all our listeners 20% off for a limited time only. Use code PAPAYA at checkout to receive 20% off High Smile today. And you can find the link to shop in our show notes. And now let's go back to the show. But I do have to ask talking about like body and stuff because we've had this conversation a few times. You You've experienced body shame, which just floors me because you're like such a, in my head, and I shouldn't even say this, but like such an ideal, like you're so cute. You've got such great curves and yet you're like not, you've said it a couple of times, like you're not typical television body. Mm -mm. And how was it going on to Big Brother? Did you find that out through being on television through afterwards? Or was it something that you created that narrative for yourself? Because for me, I was like, I was actually so, I feel bad when I say things like this, but it makes me feel relieved. Yeah. One of the first things you said to me in DMs when you reached out was, because you didn't know what I looked like, obviously, Mm, hearing me on the podcast. And you followed me. And what was weird about that too, is that I had actually come across your page months before. Right. And like went in on a deep dive of creeping on you. Oh yeah. I remember this. And I got distracted. Like I was on my phone, like just Mm -hmm. scrolling and scrolling and like falling in love with you, you know? And then I had to like do something for work or put like, I got a call or something. And then I go back to my Instagram. Yeah. And it had reloaded to my homepage. And I was I like- I hate when that happens. Un- like I love, obviously, I I think I, half the time I forget your real name because you are the birds papaya. I know, everyone <laughs> just calls me birds. <laughs> but I lost your page and I couldn't find you because I was like, oh, her Instagram was so interesting. Like it was weird. I didn't, I don't know. And it did, I didn't have a like a reference point of why yeah. that was your name yeah. to, to fall back on. And I, I couldn't find you. So the fact that you followed me, the second you followed me and I happened to see it, which you know, having yeah, a larger following, so you don't see. always see your yeah. notifications like that. I happened to see you follow me and I knew it was you and I was so excited. But yeah, one of the first things you said to me was like, I love seeing your size on this space. Yeah. Like, because you don't see it all the time, especially on TV and then mm-hmm. in the world of like even influencing, like having yeah. Instagram, it's, you're praised you're petite, if you have like curvy. a really small body. Yeah. And, and not to say that, I've had all different sizes of body. I've been 50 pounds heavier than I am Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. I've been 10 pounds, 15 pounds smaller than I am now. It fluctuates. It just is what it is. Yep. But I fully believed that I was, because Big Brother, like all reality television, is definitely like typecast. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm the like loud, quirky, funny, body positive girl on the show. Like Mm. I'm representation of that because Big Brother is really diverse. And that's why I loved the show. I love the show because I could see it, see it, watch it and be like, that girl looks like me. Yeah, that girl right. has a personality like you're me. Right. I connect to these people. So I loved it. I've never really gotten into any other sh- reality television show like that. And I knew I was being, I was going to be the body positive girl. And yeah. 
I actually wasn't. Like as our typecast developed and like producers even kind of without so many words ex- said what we're what our roles were. It's like that wasn't my role, but that I I placed that on me because right. I believed that my body wasn't worthy of television yeah. or any kind of attention because yeah. it, my boobs are so big, my my waist has been bigger, smaller, yeah. like I'm curvy, and I just didn't think that that's what people wanted to see. Oh, we wanted to see it. It was honestly like it just made me fall for you. And I know that's a kind of crazy to say, but like I was just living in a time when I think I found you, and I'm still like this where I just like seeing different bodies. I yeah. like seeing differences, and I like seeing how beautiful they are. It makes me like really excited for how different beauty can really be. And that's like just such a surface level thing. And like obviously, you're so much more than your body, but it really did make me excited even just to like follow along with like what clothes you wear and stuff like that. Cause it made me be like, okay, like I know that she at least has hips. So this is like a great thing for me to like notice. Cause I've got hips and it'll be yeah. great to see like what kind of dresses she wears. Cause like she dresses her body so well. And you know, there's like just these little weird inspirations. You don't realize how much just simply showing up changes somebody's like even their confidence or like what they might see for themselves and like validating that. What was hard for me with you was And like, let's be clear, like you're still very like straight size. You're still like thin, but going and you went on to that second reality show and some of the other contestants, like I, I, you were so gracious about it. You just handled it with humor, but the amount of fat shaming that they did, which isn't even valid fat shaming. They were like, there was videos of some of the other contestants, like watching the show and just saying like, why don't you go eat some more chips, Elena? Like it was so awful. How, how did you deal with that? Um, I cried quite a bit. <laughs> Thank you for saying that yeah. because that would hundred percent be mm-hmm. my reaction. Yeah, I I cried a lot, and I and I've, I think like falling in love with your body is there's really no at least the way I view it. It's not like there's a destination, no. and so it's just I've come into my body. I love my body, and then some days I don't love my body, and um, I struggle with insecurities and all these things. But I've grown so much in that way, and and just kind of accepting that my body's purposeful, like I need it and it's doing cool stuff and it like could make a baby and it can like, you know, it, it breaks down all the macaroni I eat all the time. And it's like, it's you and your macaronis. (laughs) I love it. I live for it, (laughs) but it's still a journey for me. So I was, I would say I'm still kind of learning a lot there. So being in a vulnerable state with my body already, I was ostracized from that cast. Yeah. I was accused. I was shamed. I was isolated in the house. This is X on the Beach, just this for those who don't know. This is the MTV show, not This is like Big brought Brother. her and Mark on. And so they basically, post-relationship, are now on a reality show about their relationship. And you kind of agreed to it out of trying to be, like thinking it was a good thing for your relationship. Yeah, like you really it was, did it was a couple that. things. Like I know Mark wanted an opportunity because he's really a big fan of the MTV show, The Challenge. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times going on one of these other shows filters you into the challenge. And I felt like if I didn't agree to do the show, that he would always hold it against me, that like I took an opportunity you. away from him. Mm. And I was still in that time, wanted our relationship to work out so badly, I was willing to sacrifice for him. And then also I was in that time when we were going onto the show, him and I were in a place where I thought, we're going to probably get back together. Yeah, We need some like growth and we needed a shock to our relationship and we're going to get back together. So this will be the place that we have a way to focus on it. Mm. I was quite wrong. (laughs) 
And it was, I was only there for a few days and it was some of the hardest days of my life. And that, that experience, not the show itself. Like I agreed to it and I know the concept and things and I'm very, I am strong and emotionally, like I've been through a -hmm. a lot of emotional warfare, like mental toughness, just from the other show, you, you, you get a thickness to you, but the, the castmates, they, Mm -hmm. they shamed me there. They, continued to do it after filming. And then while the show aired and it was for my mental health, I was, I was on medicine at the time mm-hmm. and I need, I had a significant anxiety and I had it, I had Xanax yeah. and I would have to ask a medic for it. And one of the guys on the show just made fun of me online for, for my mental health. Another one of the guys on the show made fun of me for my relationship with God, my, my religion. Aww. And then another girl on the show made fun of my body. And so it was like in every direction yeah, I was- your whole character. Everything that like made me who I was my, my, and my personality, like everything mm-hmm. they attacked and it really broke me for a while. Yeah. And that's what sent me to the hospital for my mental health. Yeah. And people attacking my character who don't know my character. And yeah. It, yeah, it was really, really, really difficult. And it it's part of what made this last year, that and the, the breakup itself, the hardest year of my life. But I also feel like it was the year I watched you step into who you really are apart from all of those lies and apart from all of those narratives. Because Elena, like... I I said this to you last night and we both kind of got emotional, but I'm like, you were meant for this. Like there's something so cosmic when you see somebody and I feel self, like we were sitting in a living room last night and we're all just like laughing and having a good time. And I almost had this moment. I'm like, I feel like I'm so, it feels selfish to enjoy you just one-on-one. Cause I'm like, you need to be so many places for so many people because you just create you're like this hub of joy. Like you really, really are. And it's it's wild to me because I, I've watched you go through so much over the last year and I love your real take on it and how hard it's been and coming out the other side. But like at the core, it has given you a platform through all of this hardship to show up and serve people who are going through hardships mm-hmm. or just going through life and just need that light in it. And I think you're doing such an incredible job of it. And I'm so glad that like, as much as a lot of people listening be like, well, why would you put yourself in that circumstance yeah. to like be on reality TV and stuff? Like nobody, a lot of people would take that. You know, people will say this all the time in terms of like, even like influencing, like, oh, well, it must be nice to get a free fridge. Well, yeah, but wouldn't it be nice if you got a free fridge? Like, uh, of course we all want like the, there's like some great perks to it. So like sure. an opportunity like reality TV, a lot of people are going to take it. It does open some doors. It makes so much sense to go on it. And it's exciting. Like if you got an opportunity to go on like, Big Brother or like an MTV show. Like, are you kidding? We grew up watching those shows. That's so cool. But there is this dark side of it. But it feels like you have, like there's been some alchemy where it's happened, where it's it's channeled from being somewhat of a negative experience with also the positive and just it's channeled through and made you and built you into something which I think is going to build you into whatever the heck is next. Yeah, it does feel purposeful and I can see that which is cool for me. It just doesn't take away any of the current pain. Of course you know? not. So it's still just every every day is hard. And I even get scared to agree to things like this, like trips mm, or things, mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm still so emotionally invested in my ex that there's a power he has over me, the way yeah. it controls my emotions. And I'm, I'm afraid that at any moment I could need my mom. And yes. like, if I'm in Nashville, my mom's not here. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. But that being said, like I'm, I'm around people who lift me up, and it, mm-hmm. this does feel safe to me. And but you didn't know that before coming here, and, th- and no. it was a risk, and for it you. was you, scary. You, dev- you did take a risk, and I think that that's such an important thing for a lot of people because they'll look and be like, "Oh, you're just so confident. You're going and you're traveling and all these things." To actually know, like 
there's still a lot of anxiety around things mm-hmm. like this, going and traveling. And I still feel it every single time. Yeah. And I'm, and I step into confidence, but it is not my natural, like yeah. my natural state is not confidence. It's like a choice for me. A lot of times, especially stepping into like new relationships and not really knowing and, and knowing that it, it might not be a great experience this weekend has, like yeah. we actually are so blessed. And it's funny too, just saying that, like I read a DM this morning in response to some, like some of our stories last night where we are having so much fun. So much fun. It looks cool and great and whatever. And it was, it's, it looks like that because it, it was. Yeah, it was. But someone's like, oh, you have the best life. I'm so jealous, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can tell they're probably a new follower because mm. they don't have a thread in in my request. Yeah. There was nothing else there. But I'm like, stick around. You'll see. Yeah. My life is is so cool in so many ways. But I promise there's a, you'll see a day where I struggle and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get it. Like I'm not, my life isn't so cool all the time because of my opportunities. My opportunities have given me a great life, but they've also been the catalyst to some of the worst days of my life. And had I not mm. chosen to step into Big Brother, had I not decided to go on X on the Beach, you know, so many decisions involved, I wouldn't have the heartbreak or yeah. the insecurity or the pain or the shame or all the things I feel. And it's really nice too coming from you, these compliments in what I'm doing on my space because mm. I look up to you so much and and I'm still insecure and nervous about things. Like I, I, I second guess some stuff. I'm like, how are people going to receive this? Is this going to be over-sexualized? Because that's not my intention. Is this going to be, you know, are people not going to get the joke here? Are they going to be offended? Because I think because I've been attacked so much for everything I've done yeah. by, by fans and castmates and producers and whatever that I'm afraid to almost do anything. We live in a cancel culture. We live in a time where people are not willing to let people make mistakes, especially when they have a platform and it it makes you very, very nervous. Mm -hmm. There's like a part of, I think all of us, and I've been in it long enough, but there is an anxiety that I wake up with almost every single day when I open social media, just like did anything wrong happen? Mm-hmm. Like, did anything happen? And and it happened this week where like somebody did make a post and and you watched, like it really derailed yeah. me, took me down for like a good 24 hours. But I mean, that is like a reality of our lifestyle too. There's so much cool and it's so amazing. And then there's like this constant anxiousness that kind yeah. of lives with you that because at any moment, somebody might find a hole in your character or something, something that, that you did wrong. Something someone feel great would make someone else like they'll receive it differently. Totally. So like no matter what you do, you're getting both sides of it. And it just makes you really question, like, am I sharing, am I oversharing? Am I sharing yeah. too much of my emotion? Yeah. Do people hate that? Like, am I, do I make yeah. too many jokes that people can't relate to me because yeah. they're not like seeing realness or it is scary to be, to yeah. be yourself. It is. <laughs> and I refuse to be, to be anything else. So it's, I'm not going to get online and pretend that everything's great or pretend that I feel a certain way about something. I'm just going to be like, well, this is it. But it doesn't mean that I'm not a little nervous yeah. about all of it. Uh, I think you do a great job here hilarious. It's like, you're just truly one of my favorite accounts and I just oh love God. you. And you follow so like 5,000. So that really means something to me. <laughs> I know. I really need to go through and like, I feel like I follow people from like six. I've just collected people and I'm like, I feel like but I only cool. see it's the like same 20 people experience. on my thing. Yeah. You know what? It's awesome. I love seeing so much like different people. And some of the people I follow are like original fans of mine. And like, I've just watched their children grow and things like yeah. that. Like over six years, it's so cool. But I have to just touch on this before we end. Cause what are we at? Yeah, we should end this. Everyone's been doing this on their podcast with you, but I have to take the opportunity. You're learning to be Canadian. Oh my God, let's go. I'm ready. I am Canadian. <laughs> I am. I am a Canadian. You're Canadian. Yeah. Okay. I'm from Regina. Well, I'm going to make this hard for you. Oh no. What color is a $5 bill? Oh my gosh. It's like, um, like a blue. It is like a blue. What sport is it on one of our money bills. I don't know which one. There's a sport. Oh, hockey. Hockey. There you go. Okay. What is the, what is 
the province that's easy to draw, hard to say. Saskatchewan. She really can't fucking say it. I can't. so hard. I'll just be sitting in the corner by myself, like responding to DMs and I'll catch myself like whispering it to myself. We were in bed this morning, like waking up and she's like, Saskatchewan. And I was like, it's Chowan. It's Saskatchewan. And then we burst your whole world last night when we're like, there's also Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, I couldn't. And you were like, what? And then we said, and Regina. Regina is my favorite spot in Canada. <laughs> Where's that at? I've never been. Well, we we're should Regina. go. Girls trip to Regina. That's where we can get our, our fancy new tattoo we're going to get. Oh, well, oh, stay tuned. You know, yeah, we you did know. get matching tattoos that trip too. We did. Um, yeah. What other things? What's a double-double? It's coffee with two cream, two sugar. And where would you get that coffee? At Tim Hortons only, duh. And if something is real great. Oh, it's, it's a beaut. It's a beaut. It's a beaut. And, uh, oh, what's I know another a, one? I know a hammer is a T-tier. And I know, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I know that a loony and toony is and the monies. Yep. And I know that chirping is like kind of clapping back. Oh, I, you don't know that one? That's not a thing for you. I mean, not, I get con- like contextually, I can pick up on it pretty quickly, but we don't say that, no. Whoa. It's like, that's like clap back. Do we do, sure. do we say A a lot? Have you noticed it? Oh yeah. And it's, and I feel like I'm getting annoying because every single time y'all say A, I'm like, I, I like giggle to myself <laughs> because I think it's so cute. It's very much what Americans say. Hey, like they're like, that's, that's neat. Hey, like, and we're just like, that's good. eh? like, I don't know. We don't say Hey though. You don't say Hey. No, we don't say Hey. You don't I'm say just like, that's the end good. Of the sentence? Like, that's good. Yeah. Right. Good, huh? eh? Like I would say, huh? Probably more. Good. Huh? Oh, I can yeah. see that. That's good. eh? I love, We're converting her. Yeah, I am. She's been like, she's been so serious and like studying for days, just mm-hmm. like wanting to be Canadian. Google and so stuff. ready. You should go on Big Brother Canada. They're oh my probably, gosh, I should. No, they actually, that'd be so it hilarious. It would be a kerfumple, a kerfunkle, a kerfuffle. Yeah, Which like, one? That's not the word. It's a kerfuffle. God, I can't get that one. I'll just take a rip up to Canada. <laughs> Rip's my favorite because it makes it sound like I'm tooting, but I'm not. But maybe I am. Maybe I'm doing both. Going maybe for I'm, a rip. Maybe I'm ripping ass and I'm taking a rip. I don't know. I just like that one quite a bit. <laughs> you take a rip up to Canada. Y'all right. say like true and no worries a lot too, which I think is cute. We're going to just follow along on that journey. I'm going to be Canadian, Canadian from now on. So yeah, Absol- Absolutely. <laughs> we'll send you some stuff so you can, like it can be legit. Mm-hmm. When's Canada's birthday? July 1st. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm getting good. <laughs> All right, Elena. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for having me. But more importantly, thank you for being my new best friend. Of course. I love us. But tell everyone where they can come and find you. I, I oh have to gosh, not be yes. so selfish. I need to share you with the world. Please come find me. Let me like laugh with you. Yes. It's at Elena Davies on all the things. It's E-L-E-N-A-D-A-V-I-E-S. I have a podcast myself called The Miscellaneous Podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, let's let's be friends. Let's be internet friends. Let's internet get matching buddies. tattoos. Yeah, go get your friendships. Maybe we'll all meet up in Nashville next year. Dude, oh my that would God, be awesome. Be so awesome. All right, you guys, thank you so much. And uh, we will see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. 
Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. 